Spectre 2 reporting in. This is Vanessa Marshall, and I play Hera Syndulla on Star Wars Rebels. You're listening to the Hyperspace Heroes podcast. That's no moon. Take it from Brown Mullet 34. Okay, before we get rolling tonight, so what is one sci-fi series outside of Star Wars that has been canceled that you would bring back if you could? Just one? Yeah. Because I got two right off the top of my head. All right. What are one D and two? and the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Both were redone in the last, what was it, about 10 years ago? Okay. 10 or 15 years ago? Did you like it? the remake uh, of V? Yeah, I V was it. 2009. 2009? <clears throat> which, I loved it. Which, V, uh, 2009 edition. I've been watching it. The missus and I have actually been watching it. That's... Uh, was scruffy and I were talking about the other day and there are two actors in there from BSG, which also came out around the same time. So, uh, the assistant to the president, um, the lady that ended up being a Cylon. Oh yeah, she was on there. Wasn't she? And also the, what was that sport that they played? Um, like the three way basketball thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the captain of that squad that Starbucks got crushing on, yeah. uh, he's in it. So, uh, DB, what series would you bring back? You know, I forgot about V. Um, and and my, I had I'm gonna go with Scruffy. I have two. Um, and the the alien leader on V was played by by Morena Baccarine. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who was also on Firefly. Yes, which died such an awful death because what a great show that was. Pyramid. Pyramid. Pyramid was the ball game originating on COBOL. So, yeah, you know what? I'll agree with you on Firefly. I I think that is definitely one that could use. Uh, And uh, what was what's his name? Nathan. Nathan Fillion. uh, Nathan Fillion can still do it. Yeah. I have I have not seen Firefly yet. Oh, it's only 13 episodes, dude. Yeah, dude, it's... Did you know in the original that... So they were supposed to be in a certain order and the studio demanded that they be played in a different order? Why? I don't know. There was some... I saw some video one time a while back about that that blew my mind, but... uh, For me, it would be... I'll have to jump on the Firefly bandwagon with you and also an obscure sci-fi show called Dark Matters. Which is that a sci-fi show? Yes. Just uh-huh. as it was getting rolling, it stopped. And it it was production value was just starting to creep up a little bit. It was definitely low budget, but there were some cool concepts in there. And another one of those where it's a ship with a certain crew on it, but nobody trusts each other. They all kind of have amnesia and they're slowly oh. finding out that they're all really oh. bad guys or something like that, or have okay. checkered pass. Is that available and, for streaming? I might have to check this out. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to check. But uh, yeah, Dark Matters. That that would be my... Can, can I add I, a third? <laughs> Go ahead. I want the James Doohan classic Jason of Star Command. Oh, you guys got to look it up. All right. <laughs> Horrible Saturday morning show from the 70s. Oh, I love it already. <clears throat> no, Dark Matter. I do, I do vaguely remember that. I think I've seen one or two episodes... 
Was that like when sci-fi was really catching on the sci-fi network, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. that was during its kind of its peak period. Yeah. So Yeah, when they used to have episode uh, or uh, theme weekends like Sharknado and sharks and spiders and uh, zombies. Sharknado. I knew uh, a guy in the original Sharknado. <coughs> what? Yeah, did, that... you, did you spend all $5 that he got from making that movie? <laughs> yeah, just, that's my six degrees of separation right there. I knew an extra on Sharknado. That's awesome. They served happy meals in the catering tent. <laughs> hey, I could go for a happy meal right now. I know, right? All right, well, let's get into the show. Oh, this is fun. Can this just be our topic? Yeah, yeah, no, just, I, <laughs> I, I know. I think right? we are. I think we're under our show right now. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, all right. Uh, and go ahead. There. Oh, there was. Oh, nuts! I lost it. There was one more. It just occurred to me, but I don't remember now. Uh, I'll remember later. Saying nuts. <laughs> Shut it. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Start it. Podcasting, the final audio frontier. These are the legends of Brown Squadron. Our computer is picking up a strange signal. Here, sir, you, you better take a look at it. The ongoing mission to explore the Star Wars universe and other nerd culture topics, to seek new content and new cantinas, bars, and lounges, to boldly annoy Scruffy by making too many bad jokes. Welcome to the Hyperspace Heroes Podcast. And welcome to Hyperspace Heroes. This is Bla- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Brown Leader it. reporting in. Who else? Uh, All Wings report in. Boy, this is a fumbled botch beginning. Uh, Brown 2 signing in. This is b- 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 Brown 4 sounding in. <laughs> b- 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 Brown 2. And b- 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 Brown 4. We'd like to thank right, you for guys. listening tonight. Yeah, welcome to... You know, this is something I keep forgetting to do at the beginning of the episodes, but this is... Hyperspace Heroes Podcast, episode 64, or 89 on the Spotchka timeline. And tonight, it's mid-November right now, and we just passed the four-year anniversary of Mando Season 1, Episode 1, The Mandalorian. I'd like to bring up something real quick. Okay. Four years. Right, right. So for all intents and purposes, that is also the beginning of Disney Plus, essentially. Because I really don't think it launched much before that if it did. And for all intents and purposes, as Star Wars fans, that's when Disney Plus started for all of us. So I thought tonight we would kind of reminisce over the last four years. The kind of touch on the Star Wars content. And, you know, has it really been, we're about to go to a uh, a price hike uh, i know i'm jumping on the yearly rate probably 30 or 40 dollars on the yearly rate and Ouch. you know is it worth it have we gotten good sufficient content good content so let me go down a quick list of what we've gotten in that four years which like scruffy says how's it been four years but at the same time it also feels longer than four years so we've got three seasons of mando 
one season of Book of Boba Fett, one season of Old Ben, one season of Andor, <laughs> one season of Ahsoka, Tales of the Jedi, two seasons of Visions, the seventh season of Clone Wars, two seasons of Bad Batch, uh, various behind-the-scenes light and magic documentary, the Young Jedi Adventures, and I think, what, three or four Lego specials, plus the Lego content is just expanding on there. All that in just four years. Oh, the end of uh, Clone Wars. Yep, season seven of Clone Wars, correct. And did, right, was, was Resistance part of that, or was Resistance before? No, uh, Resistance was before, okay. I believe. In the before That's why times. I didn't include it. Yeah, so it was before, yeah, it was, yeah, anyway. That was when uh, I think they were clearing out the dumpster fires before they started yeah. Disney Plus. So for so, forty bucks, we got all that for four years. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I've been paying what sixty nine a year or something, and uh, so guys, what do you what do you think? I can't go to the movies for forty bucks. I know, right? That was uh, my first thought. Uh, <laughs> Last time I went to the movies, uh, yeah, it was pushing 40, 40 plus dollars. No, I definitely think it's worth it. Uh, I have absolutely loved everything that come out. Have I complained about some of it? Sure. Uh, but, you know, I could nitpick a new hope if I really tried. Um, I, I've enjoyed the content, and I think you've said it before, this is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Mm -hmm. Loving it. Well, and you run down that content, and I know we're a Star Wars podcast, but I have my family who watches, you know, other things on there, too. I mean, I, I have a daughter who loves all the princess stuff, so it, it, it's a win-win in my house. And by the way, I don't pay that much because I have some wacky deal through Verizon. Mm. Yeah, sort of. Nice. Yeah, we nice. get ESPN and Hulu and uh. Disney. Oh, what's what's the TV show? The uh, spaceship, um, Lost in I Space. Just, no, I just watched it uh, yesterday. Three seasons of it. It's more Star Trek than Star Trek. Oh, the Orville. Oh. The Orville. Yes, it's worth it for yeah. the Orville. Oh, they now there's yeah, a show they... that doesn't need to die. I hope they bring that one back. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But so, what do you guys think about? It? I mean, you know, we've had as I put it in my my Twitter post the other day with the anniversary of Mando episode one, we've had four glorious years to absorb, discuss, talk about and fight over star Wars content and as a community. And I mean, what do you got? Do you think the quality is there? Do you think it's, or do you think that's what 12, at least 12 new shows plus other content? So is that, is it worth? Is it more volume over content, or is it quality, or is it? Uh, are we getting you know quality content that we one want or two uh, deserve? I personally think we are. I've loved everything so far. I mean, yeah, I've liked some more than others. Uh, I think the quality is there. Um, I mean, could it be better? Sure. But I, uh, for uh, for what we're getting, the stories that we're getting, the the you know, the filling in of the blanks, if you will, that are answering the end, the questions that we always had, uh, I I've been happy so far. 
I think my Did response. Uh, well, I'm gonna show our age here, guys. I remember <laughs> the dark times. Sixteen oh, yes. years between movies, and all you had was your own imagination. And I think those who are not happy with Disney content um, have their headcanon so ingrained they can't enjoy the story for what well, it is. Um, uh, is it that, or are they a younger generation that uh, doesn't that never had a dark time, if you will? Well, that, that's exactly right. it. They're, I think there's more than one camp on the the Disney haters, but uh, this is what I wanted when I was, you know, 15 years old in 16, 17, 18, and so on, all the way up to my current age of 29. So, <laughs> just say it. Oh, uh, dream on. I mean, have I been happy with everything? No, no. no there's I things mean, that I can... we can we can complain about Boba Rangers all day long. <laughs> Boba Rangers. But go, go, you know, Rangers. compared go, to these, Rangers. Oh, God. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm done. BB, go ahead. Y'all, let me know when you're done singing. All right. No, we're done. We're done. Okay. Go ahead. Compared to the cinematic efforts Disney has put out, stuff on D plus is fantastic. Okay, that raises a really good point. Cinematic. So I've raised the question before: Is this the future of Star Wars? Do we even need? movies anymore because we just got in the news that kevin was it kevin feige's star wars movie has been officially canceled which again i'll harken back to quit advertising quit announcing these projects and just tell us when we've got a trailer right in my opinion but kevin feige's movie is dead Ooh, what a surprise and I know we've had, we've had this question with guests and things, and kind of one of the common responses is, if they're going to do a movie, and I think this might have been from Jamie at Yubcast, if they're going to do a movie, the quality is going to have to be, it's going to have to be such a explosive experience in a great way, not a Taco Bell way, that <laughs> it's got to just, how do you... You know, it's got to surpass anything that's ever been done because the expectation in the bar has been set so high. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm sorry. And You're I, gonna I, have to, you have to go on without me for a second. <laughs> and, and just so I can tie this all in, Taco Bell did have the licensing for episode one, so we, we could tie Taco Bell into the universe here. True enough. And Shout I have, out to uh, Matt at Yubcast. Yeah, if, if I I have a ton of toys. If anybody needs them, I I have Taco Bell Happy Meal boxes broken down and flattened. If anybody wants them, dude, you know, I so. told you bring that bring that stuff to ICCC next year. Let's set it outside the door <laughs> free. Please don't make me take this home. I just put a sign that says I have tacos and come get the Taco Bell stuff. Tacos, tacos. That's genius. I know. I'll never think I'm sorry. What was the what, what was the question? <laughs> I don't know. I've lost pace. Gone <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. Uh, do do we need a movie? Do we need another movie? Yes. Right. Um, I you know, personally, I love taking the story, spreading it out over a bunch of episodes, and getting more details than I would in just a two and a half or spreading it out. In well, there you go. For a three-hour movie. That's what I was going to counter with. How much are you really going to cover in a movie versus? the level of granular detail we're getting into with the series. 
Well, you know, I'll give you a, a related example. We just talked about Firefly. Firefly, when it was canceled, was followed up with a two-hour movie called Serenity, which was essentially season two oh. of Firefly compacted into two hours. Yes, okay. And it, it lacked. I would have liked to have seen that develop a lot more fully. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 I did complain about Andor a little bit, um, you know how it drug on, and you know they were walking and then walking and talking and walking and talking, and how you know that would have been nice to compact that a little bit, but we would have lost something there. And I really, and for you know the little digs I did get in, I did actually enjoy it. We would have lost something. What walking and talking? Well, yeah, we, we we wouldn't have got the uh, the character development. You're welcome. Oh, shoot him with his own gun. Point taken. Oh, oh man. No, the uh, no, the, the the memoir. The uh, what was it? Yeah, the, the manifesto. 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 Yes, thank you. Yeah, which did you know, turn it's out funny. to be a very interesting piece there. It's funny in my notes. I have you know a season of this, three seasons of that. I have Andor listed as a season and a half because that's <laughs> kind of how it went. Kind of what it felt like, yes. It did. Well, compared to the other shows, too. Uh, so Disney's model has settled into, for the time being, an eight-episode season. And Andor was 12, so technically it's correct. It was only 12? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Sorry, Dr. Kemschel. It was a slow show. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah, so... Okay, let's let's go through the shows, and uh, before we move on into Collection Corner and do any of that, we're going to, uh, I have a quiz, a Mando Season 1 quiz yeah. that I thought we would uh, go through. But Holy crap, are you uh, wrapping up already, only like 10 minutes into the show? No, You've I know, right? Giving no, up no, on no, no. this? I, I, I no, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, there's a, there is going to be a quiz on Season 1, so... Man, uh, no, suddenly, I, suddenly I feel panicked like I'm back in high school. <laughs> That's the a point. Quiz? Quiz? A quiz with audio uh, clues. Can this be um, an open book quiz? <laughs> open book. If you're fast enough. So, okay. That's my so life. let's let's take uh, each of the shows and we'll kind of do a quick thumbs up or thumbs down with the show. Um, Mando. Seasons. All three seasons. One through three. Loved it. Good. Oh, Loved definitely it. three thumbs up. All right. Um <laughs> Book of Boba Fett, one season. It was okay. It was good. I give it a kind of a thumbs, like three quarter. Sideways? Not quite or sideways. Low. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, right. you know, we, we, it was fun to, to see Boba Fett. Sure. And Tamara. <laughs> I mean, it was. Wow, that's a well, lackluster review well, there. Um, that's a ringing endorsement. Well, you know, nobody's ever really dead in the Star Wars universe. You know, you cut them all in half. He comes back as a badass, and you mm. you throw half, Boba Fett half, into half the, and half the man he was before. Right. Yep. You throw Boba Fett into the Sarlacc pit. He, you know, burns his way out. And, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anakin um, keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. <laughs> yeah. So it's about um, somehow. Somehow. Somewhere, um, old Ben or Obi Wan, sorry, loved it. One of my faves, but unnecessary. Unnecessary. Uh, 
No, I think, I, well. It loses a star because it was just not a necessary story to tell. But it's filling in the gaps. It's, it's filling in the know. gaps. I, 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 that is what I asked for originally. Uh, you know, when they asked eight, nine, and ten, or seven, eight, and nine. Like, no, I want, I want something that fills in the gaps, that t- tells I, the rest of the story, that tells me what was going on. I mean, we wanted the continuity error of Leia acting like in A New Hope she's never met old Ben and seeing that she actually did and ran away from him in a oh, uh, market on a milk planet. I mean, <laughs> you know. Round two, <laughs> signing out. <laughs> um, all right, everybody's favorite, Andor. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I fell asleep. Uh, when you said <laughs> that question took too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was okay. Uh, I, it did give me some of that backstory that I truly asked for. Uh, you know, it wasn't filled with Jedi and main characters like I didn't want. You know, I wanted some of that history, some of that backstory, some of that, that now, other information. See, like and, Andor is one that I could have condensed into a three-hour movie and been satisfied. But... It had uh, the brick, brick Brasso, brick Brasso, the brick man. That that yeah. was that was an epic ending. I love mm-hmm. that. Marva's speech was pretty good. I mean, they had yeah. some good acting. The the quality was there from a production standpoint for sure. And uh, but yeah, different style style of show. Um, Ahsoka, one season. I think that definitely it's way to the top of the list, right? We need more Ahsoka. Yeah, we need more Ahsoka. I liked it. Um, now, before I get into the other shows real quick, those are all shows that are named after a character in the story. And one of the common criticisms we've had over the last four years is uh, people are getting tired of them naming shows after people because that person starts to take a sidestep and is no longer the main character of the story, that they're, the other characters are being featured more. What are your thoughts about that? So in Andor, Andor really wasn't about much about Andor. It was about Mommy Mothma's banking. It was about oh um, Luthen. Uh, you know, Luthen and his great speeches. Uh, seeing the him trying to put together all these fragmented rebel groups into what will become the Rebel Alliance. It was... Um, parents' dinner parties. It was um, fancy. Don't let me down. Fancy, don't <laughs> let me down. Oh yeah, corn pop. Corn pop. Yep. Um, our favorite imperial officer. Um, so I mean, it was you know it. How, as far as Andor, really, it was it was Andor kind of suffered a little bit of the same thing of Mando in season three, which was he just kind of became. Uh, a plot point to move the story along, really. He was just there to kind of be the witness like the viewers were to the story, almost, in a way. Uh, yes and no, because ultimately the story is about how Andor became the, the ruthless assassin rebel he did become. Am I not correct on that? Agreed. And all so. these other people impacted you know, his development. Okay. Ultimately. Ultimately. But yeah, Absolutely. 
we we sidestepped that whole thing, you know, with Doctor Goggles or whatever his name was, you know, with that whole episode. Doctor Goggles. Oh, you know. Uh, Pershing. Pershing. There we go. Oh, Doctor Goggles. Well, you know? look. Uh, here's here here's the bottom line. Oh yes, that's awesome. Keep talking. That's uh uh uh, uh, uh Here's the bottom line. If we put out the TV show Scruffy, how can we have the TV show Scruffy without having you guys in it? Without having, wouldn't that be an OnlyFans show, not Disney Plus? <laughs> <laughs> can I see those feet, Scruff? <laughs> no, you don't want to see these. Uh, Hobbit, you don't want to see these Hobbit feet. These hairy little Hobbit feet with the uh, hair sticking out top of them. There's somebody oh. out there that'll pay for that, right? All right, weirdos. Oh, focus. Uh, You're not going to get the story of Scruffy without all the characters that go with it, without everything that happened with it. You're not going to get that story without the the side plots and stuff. Otherwise, it's just me standing in front of a camera, and nobody wants to see that. That's the reason why we're not a live show. (laughs) Uh, That's a really good point, Scruff. Really good point. Did you guys ever watch the show 24? No. With no. Kiefer Sutherland. And Star- Starbuck? Huh? Wasn't Starbuck oh, in that? Oh, Starbuck was in a few. Um, that, <laughs> that, Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> mm-hmm. That show, you know, took place in real time, and every episode was one hour, so one season was one day. And Jack Bauer, the main character, was in darn near every minute of every episode, you know, and this guy never slept. So, you know, there's a lot of criticism for going the other direction, you know, where, where the main character is in every scene. I, I don't know if I could watch that just for that particular it, It's re- very James Bond-like for the first couple of years, and it gets goofy, but... <laughs> and then it gets goofy. Yeah, I love that description. Or a PG. Okay, show. so uh, we'll move over into the animation side of things. Yeah, we got season seven of Clone Wars finally, and the Martez sisters. Thank God for the Martez sisters. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, okay. Martez sisters aside, I think a lot of people would agree that we did get probably the most epic and Star Wars arc of anything in animation, which was the far, the final four episodes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Siege of Mandalore. Absolutely. That uh-huh. is a, that is a series that needed to be finished in the worst way. Oh, and just to tie that into another episode, we did get confirmation. If you did not listen to our last episode, which was with Miss Vanessa Marshall herself, the voice of Hera from Rebels. We got it confirmed via Vanessa Marshall that Dave Filoni has said no to the rumor that the armorer from Mandalorian is Rook cast. So that theory has been debunked. Officially debunked. How how long are we going to milk the Vanessa Marshall thing? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Because I was trying to find a way to work it in, but you did (laughs) it. Well, we do we do love all of our guests. We love all the guests we've had on this show. I mean, we're up to Brown 34 now. And that is... We started at 
Brown 5. So we've had 30 guests on now that have become honorary members of the show. So wow. we love, I know, I know. Uh, we love all of our guests. They're all just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we got Clone Wars Season 7, which is something we have wanted. Uh, we didn't. I didn't realize we wanted until I was at Star Wars uh, Celebration Chicago and saw the trailer. And because I hadn't watched Clone Wars oh, previous you, to that, you 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 cracked. You went nuts on that trailer. I did. That was pretty dope. And and it also projected. Finally, watching Clone Wars projected Ahsoka right up in my rankings in ter- in terms of top tier characters. So uh, then we got two seasons of Bad Batch, which are. Clone Wars season eight and nine, and they're phenomenal. Yeah, I absolutely love Bad Batch. Honestly, a lot, uh, some of the best story writing I think that's come out. Oh yeah, of the Disney Plus era, but even better than a good chunk of the live shows. I will not I, argue that. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I think you talk about you, you talk about filling in gaps. I mean, we got. We're getting, I should say, with Bad Batch and uh, touched on a little bit with uh, Scruffy's Dr. Goggles uh, episodes. Um, <laughs> we've gotten we've gotten one of the things that I know the guys over at Yubcast have talked about, and I know it's something that we've talked about, which is that whole transition period from uh, clones to TK troopers. And I, I think that has been, you know, how did that transition go? What happened to all those clone, those clones? And we're getting some of those answers. And it's, it's a riveting tale, really. And I still firmly believe that the seeds planted in Bad Batch are going to lead us to the sequel trilogy. I agree. I agree. Uh, we've got Mount Tantus, even though they, I don't think they've officially named it in an episode. But we've got Mount Tantus. We've got Heir to the Empire-ish uh, stuff coming out with more Mando Avengers, Thrawn returning. We've got... Um, which, yeah, which could lead to the First Order, creation of the First Order. And, yeah, no, the, the whole cloning. We've got... Uh, what was the project that was named by that Shadow Council that Hux's dad... Um, talked about uh being in charge of you know um oh my word something undead or or something um but yeah i I think you're i think you nailed it a long time ago db and it's just gonna yeah i think filling in all those gaps i think the cloning technology is going to define the somehow of palpatine returning oh yeah yeah without a doubt i mean after seeing all those tanks with uh after seeing all the tanks with Snoke parts in them, I mean, I think that's, you know, definitely there. What do you think about... Okay, so let's let's talk more about that. What do you think about that whole concept of them tying everything to the sequels? There's a portion of the population, out, the Star Wars fandom out there, that, that is belly aching over it. They are just... They're the, the, the wing that wants the uh, an alternate timeline, a... a J.J. Abrams' uh, Kelvin timeline to ignore that the sequels ever took place or they want them to be rewritten or recalled, uh, which is not going to happen, whether you like them or not. It's just not going to happen. But what do you what do you think about... How do you feel about it all tying to the sequels and which, kind of which side of the fence are you on? 
did yeah no i didn't really like the sequels that much but they're there accept it get over it move on yeah i would like to i mean even if it's retroactive i would like to see it all tie together you know to make a fluid history in the galaxy far far away i mean yeah no, I'm right there with you, DB, and I think uh, I think one of the stories that they're going to have to tell to tie it all together is why uh, they're going to have to do some sort of a prequel tale of the upbringing of Hux with his dad and to show the childhood trauma that created the bitch that Hux is in the sequels <laughs> and how he just pussed out so bad. I'm sorry. That was such a... <laughs> His, no, actually, I'm not sorry. That that character just oh, okay, that was okay. bad. Okay, what are we calling this TV show? <laughs> Please, I'd like a, I'd like a name. I'd like you to think uh, of a name for this. Uh, not right my now, fair, but my fair hucks. <laughs> okay, all right, excellent. Wait, if the show's about hucks, it's got to be named after a different character. <laughs> that's true. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, let's. Yeah, we'll we'll figure that one out. Hux's follies. There we go. <laughs> Ah, there you go. All right. And there, Hux's Follies, the story of a ginger bitch. So. <laughs> All right. Fight me. Fight me on it. Come on. Put your Oops. comments down below. I can't. So, I don't sorry. disagree. I, I, they just, the, the writing of him was just a tragedy. I mean, it was just, just, a, we, you know, we thought they, we thought they did thin dirty by, you know, sidelining him. They also did the same thing with Hux. They just, it'd been bad casting in my opinion, right from the get go. I mean, I like that actor, which just the wrong, I, I, wrong I actor for that I could dealt with it, but, you know, they initially tried to set him up to be the new Tarkin and then, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, so it, it's... Yeah, if they had just... So if they had just cast Richard Grant, Richard E. Grant, right from the get-go in that role, I, I think he... He was in Rise of Skywalker as General Pride. Yeah, he had the gravitas to be that badass general, didn't he? He, he could have been... I mean, they were recreating a new hope. So get an actor that can recreate the menacing nature of Tarkin, and and I think Richard Grant could have pulled that off in that role. But I know you're—I've never thought of it, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think Richard E. Grant would have been a better Hux. But okay, anyway, we're talking about Disney Plus. So, um, Bad Batch, two seasons, excellent storytelling. Then we've got three or four Lego specials that. We've done reviews on some of them. You got the Christmas, the Halloween, the um, well, the Halloween was summer fantastic. summer vacation, summer vacation. Uh, sorry, yeah, DB, we um, talked over you. No, yeah. I forgot about the summer vacation. That was yeah. a good one too. Yeah, because Weird so, Al was in it. Gamorian girls and Gamorian guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. And I, I gotta say, I love Lego. I love so. Um, Let's see, what would it be? Um, if my kids are brownies, what would my... Anyway, my grandson just had a birthday, and um, his aunts and uncles chipped in, got him a Nintendo Switch Lite. So I checked with his mom for his birthday and said, well, 
can I get him a game for it? And she was fine. So I got her, I got him because he's, he turned nine. So I got him Lego Star Wars. The oh yeah. Skywalker saga. Oh so, yeah. Cause the humor, the humor in Lego and I, kudos on Disney for keeping that level of humor. I, I think it's, that is definitely a win-win for the whole Lego franchise in general. Um, Lego movie was great. So, you know, as long as they keep that sense of humor, I, I they've got a, definitely got a winner on their hands and that's definitely something they should keep going on, on Star Wars. And then they've also introduced more recently uh, in the Young Jedi Adventures, and which is definitely geared for the four, five, six, eight-year-old age bracket. Um, I know Scruffy has DVR'd all of them and watched them three times each. Um, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I watched the first couple. I could definitely tell, you know, for that age group, it was fun, you know. Um <clears throat> And I, I, I will watch it. I just haven't yet, but I, I right. will watch it. And I think season two just came out and I've seen some things online about that, but you know, I think that'll be another winner, especially to get that new, I don't even know what that gen alpha, I think they're calling it gen alpha now or something, the, the newest generation or something, but I think it'll be a good one for them. A you good know, introduction. I have a four year old grandson. And I don't think he's even watched this show. He's too much into Bluey and Blippy right now. What's a Blippy? Um, Fart in a dust storm. Yeah, no, no. Blippy. Blippy, if you were to cross Mr. Rogers with the Teletubbies and make it more annoying. Oh, creepy. Because Mr. Rogers is awesome. You know, and Teletubbies Blip, were not. Yeah, Blippy's trying to make a good message. Teletubbies, not so much. Yeah. Oh, no, so, that, but no. you know, my my grandson's dad is he's much more into Marvel than Star Wars, so hmm. he hasn't What's introduced with... him to Young Jedi Adventures. What's wrong with Teletubbies? They named the best starfighter pilot in Star Wars. Tinky Winky. Tinky Winky. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was my niece's favorite Teletubby, by the way. Nice save there. No, no, no. My niece and my nephew made me watch Teletubbies that lasted five minutes and I think that's why I'm not allowed to was never allowed to babysit my niece and nephew again because I said I'm not watching this creepy shit <laughs> and they told mom and dad that Uncle John said a swear <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's why I was never allowed to, I've never babysit him after that <laughs> in fact yeah, there's Connor, a Connor, Connor, if you're listen, Connor if you're listening yeah that's what happened <laughs> so and then the last thing is we've been getting a lot of behind the scenes with the gallery series for the different series and then the Light and Magic documentary. Light and Magic is one of the greatest things I have ever watched. Yeah. Ever. Of any genre. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I might be slightly biased, but... You know. <laughs> no. 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 So, okay, so to wrap up kind of this discussion, what is, in terms of Star Wars... And we're not talking about Scruffy's feet here, but what <laughs> wow, is, you weirdo. in terms of Star Wars, what is Disney Plus missing? What do they need to add to the lineup? The Brown Squadron show. Yes! Boom! Yes! Mic uh, drop, we're done. <laughs> and just think, Captain Tiva could cross paths with us like every other episode. <gasps> oh! Yes! Paul, if you're listening... <laughs> that would be yeah. awesome. That would be awesome. He has uh, said hi to us on one of his live streams. 
Yeah, I don't know that if I can possible. call him by his first name or not. That yeah, close, probably but... not. Probably not. Uh, I would, I, I would love to see something um, old Republic. Aside from old... that, what about High Republic? Because that seems to be the one thing, and that's what what my idea would be is they need to bring in some sort of visual medium for High Republic, because it's been nothing but comics and books. books. I would um, love to see that stuff adapted, even if it's an animated form. There you go. And that was my thought, too. If they took... Uh, so High Republic is, you know, it's hundreds of years before uh, OT, before the, the Skywalker saga. Mm -hmm. And my thought was you do a stylized animation um but using the animation from Tales of the Jedi. But you do kind of that, you know how, uh, what was the, you, you know, the big, the big, uh, what was, was it Bat, just the Batman? What was that one animated series that was um, so popular? You know what I mean? Um, that Tom King did the voice for and. But it had kind of a stylized look to it. It was kind yes, of, you didn't know. I, don't, I can't remember, but yeah. Right. You don't know if it was futuristic or 1940s, right? You know, it had that vibe. And I think that's what a High Republic animation would need. is kind of some of that 40s and 50s vibe in a stylized nature, but in the animation technology of Tales of the Jedi. I so think looking old, old yet futuristic. Yes. Yeah. yeah no, I, I can of, totally see that. That's great. I, you definitely put some thought into that. I think that would be pretty awesome. I did. I did. and I could, um, I could get behind that. Yeah, and I think that that's what it's missing. Even if it was just animation. And from what I've seen of Season 2 of Tales of the Young Jedi, they actually have brought in some of the characters from oh, really? High Republic. Yeah, including um, a Charhound, which I think was one of my favorite things to come out of the books. So there are some... Uh, there's a Padawan in the phase one and he's on the planet with uh his master and a couple other jedis they have like an outpost on this planet and he befriends one of the animals on this planet which is a charhound and it's like a black uh, uh doberman style animal but it like breathes fire so i want uh, one i know right and i think <laughs> I and, and I saw it in a couple still frames for season two of High Republic, and or for uh, Tales of the Young Jedi. Um, Maybe they're Jedi testing Adventure, the waters. By I think they are, and I, they also what's that uh, that big outpost? That's the whole subject of the first phase. Um, that it's the new beacon out Starlight or something. I don't know outpost, and that's in there. The characters go to it or something. I think like that's that. so Space I, Station Regular One. Regular. Ooh. Oh, boo! How long yes. did it take me to bring up a Trek reference? Okay, sorry. There Keep going, go. Brown Leader. Nope, it's all good. Well, <laughs> you're lucky. In our in our cold in our uh, cold open, I almost said one of the series that needs to come back was a, a Trek show, but uh, uh -huh. just to get yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> exactly just for just that to get me irritated. Uh -huh. Yes. All right. Uh, but that's that's what I think Disney Plus needs. I I think they they need to bring higher and, and in. they need more shows with Porgs and Vorpax on it. Well, can we can we do Vorpax without it being resistance? I do not have a cricket sound effect on here. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> hey, let me let me flip the script on your questions, Brown Leader. 
Yeah. What's the one thing uh, that Disney Plus has brought us that you could live without? Old Ben. Wow. You want to think about it? <laughs> no. Oh, just... You don't need to. Yeah, really? There was not even a hesitation there. And and for, for reference, Old Ben is our age. Okay. Yeah. What do you got, Scruffy? <laughs> uh, you know, if I had to choose one, uh, I'm sorry, Old Ben. Um, I mean, I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, it was it was a story we kind of kind of already knew. Versus Andor, you know, right and on. some of those other some of those other pieces. Right on. Mm-hmm. What about Still you? Still um, I'm not going to go with a specific story or show. I want Disney to stop messing with George's messed up versions of the original trilogy. And by that I mean McClunky. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Was that added in only after Disney Plus got only it? After... Or it was on it? Yep. Yep. That was I thought I'd heard tinker. some I, I thought I had heard somewhere that they they didn't have the rights to redo anything on the OT. I heard on another show somewhere recently that that's why you haven't seen any remastered additions coming out that they haven't uh something with licensing or something they don't have the ability to to uh remaster those yet so was that a was that a lucas tinker and they just didn't touch it i don't know it's don't really know. i mean mcclunky it is clunky <laughs> yeah yeah no i'll, I'll give so, you that you know you know if if i'm if you're right on that Hey, I'm. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll retract. Yeah. Um, but, man, that just sticks out in my head. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look into this one. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So, anything else about Disney Plus, or we'll we'll slide into the uh, slide into your DMs. No, I'm, I'll slide into Whoa. the uh, Mando season one. Show us them feet, Scruff. Come on. Quiz. Oh my God, you weirdos! So, Get into the quiz. Hey, you know I've I got to say in in preparation for this show we're doing, I went back and watched season one episode of episode one Amando, and I forgot just how darn good it is. Yeah, it was epic. I he mean, cut, just, he cut a man in half with a door in the first two <laughs> minutes. Awesome. And and you know Brian Pussain is a. Uh, a cab driver? How did that happen? That's cool. And, right. Uh, yeah, you know, and we'll 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 touch on some of the cameos in the in the quiz here. But okay, so I've got roughly twelve questions with some little bonus little questions or tidbits. Uh, seven of them have sound bites, so we're going to listen to a sound bite, and then we're going to I'll ask a question based on the sound bite. So this is we're going to start right with episode one, The Mandalorian, and we're going to start with the beginning of the episode because this is part of the scene that takes place right before the title card. So at first you're going to hear the last of the beeping on the tracker and then you're it's going to cut to inside the cantina. All right, you guys ready? Ready. Please, please. I have credits. Take them. Jonathan, Remakachisa. 
Aguayatuca. Okay, so in that scene, you've got two thugs, and they are uh, manhandling the mithril that we get to know, uh, played by, is that Horatio Sands, Horatio I think? Horatio Sands. And they are speaking not galactic basics. So the first question is, what language are those thugs speaking? And I've got a multiple choice on this one, if you want. So, A, Rodian, B, to Arji, to Arja, C, Hatiz, or D, Aqualish? Hatiz. Although I don't think that's right now. Because one of those guys is a Quarren. It's, it's not Hatiz. What, or, give me the other three. Uh, Rodian, to Arja, and Aqualish. I'm going to say Aqualish. It's not, it's not Rodian. Actually, DB was right. It's Hatties. It is Hatties. It, it is, is Hatties. Yeah. I, I almost retracted that because one of those guys is a Quarren. I thought maybe right. it's Aqualish. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's Hatties. So. Huh. Um, okay, right. so the next uh, question number two. So I don't have a soundbite for this one because I don't want to play the whole thing and we probably would run into to licensing copyright issues. But the theme song. We got a brand new theme song when we got Mandalorian. And it didn't sound like anything that we had heard before. It was epic. It was cool. It was different. Who is the composer of the theme song? And I, this is a multiple choice I've got for you. A, Natalie Holt. B, Ludwig Gordonson. C, Kevin Kiner. Or D, John Williams. Ludwig Gorenson. It's Ludwig. Yep. Gorenson. Quit looking at your phone screen. So because <laughs> he's just correct. got he's got a Star Wars name. What a great right. name. And the other uh, all the other choices are composers for the Star Wars streaming shows. Kevin Kiner, we know, just did Ahsoka, but he's all his background is also Clone Wars and the animated series. Natalie Holt is uh, was the composer for Old Ben. And then, of course, we all know Mr. John Williams. So. I've heard of him. Yeah. Okay, so this next sound question is a soundbite question. This is also for episode one. Now, in this one, I'm introducing a character, and it's actually two soundbites splurged into one. It's one him, he's talking a little bit to our main character, our main protagonist, Mando, and then I have his tagline added on after that. You are a Mandalorian. Your ancestors rode the great Mythosaur. Surely you can ride this young pole. I have spoken. All right, as we all know, that is Quill. That is the answer to one of my questions. So, who is the who were the two actors that played Quill? One was the voice actor, and one was the performance artist. I know it, Scruffy. You want to take a shot? I, I don't remember. She also played Frog Lady. Oh, uh, Pelimoto, uh, not Pelimoto. No. Um, um. I, I don't remember. Misty Rosas. Correct. Yes. Now I've got another question on that, which is, 
Quill was a character in Star Wars. What species is he? And this is a multiple choice. Don't need was it. He, was he A, Rodian, B, Deveronian, C, Gungan, or D, Ugnot? He's an Ugnot. He's an Ugnot. Ugnot. Who Very looks good. suspiciously like Nick Nolte. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Sadly, yes. All right. So those are my questions for chapter one. We're going to skip over to chapter two, which was the child. I've got another soundbite here. So in the child, it's a great episode with he found just found baby Yoda for all intents and purposes because we did not have a name yet on the child. He was just known as the child or baby Yoda by all the fans. Baby Yoda. And as he's going back to his ship uh, on foot, he is attacked by some bounty hunters that have a tracking device. This is a two-part question. What were the species of those bounty hunters, and how many of them were there? They're Trandoshans. Quit looking it up. Scrubby, oh, stop it. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I found uh, uh, Star Wars uh, on the um, StarWars.com. Mm -hmm. A list of High Republic, High Republic and Chronological Reader's Guide. Oh, okay. So Transdotion, and how many were there in the attack? Three. Three. Correct. Okay, so next question. We're on to number six already, so we're halfway there. This is another sound bite. And in the after he defeats the Transdotion, he gets back to the Razor Crest. He finds Jawas are stripping it to its bare parts. He goes running to Quill for help because he can't fight them all off because he does try to uh, chase them down. We have the Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade moment of him <laughs> hanging off the side of the sand crawler. So he goes back to Quill for help and Quill takes him to the Jawas to negotiate for parts. And we're going to pick up on a little bit of the dialogue here, so pay attention. I don't speak Jawa. <laughs> They will trade all the parts for the best car. I'm not going to trade anything. These are my parts. They stole them from me. You understand this? So in that, Dinjarn tries to speak to them and jump in on the conversation, and they mock him because of his Jawa trade language skills. So... In that clip, did they compare him to which species? And I've got, it's a multiple choice. Did they compare him to a Wookiee, speaking like a Rodian, a Tuscan, or a Gungan? I don't remember. Good God, were there subtitles? Yeah. Yes, but it was also in the language. It was right at the end of the clip. Yeah. Uh... You, you want me to play it again? Play it again. Alright. They will trade all the parts for the best car. I'm not gonna trade anything. These are my parts. They stole them from me. You understand this? So one of that's that well, that's one of those scenes that always loses rent free, and then he fires off the the uh, uh, 
flamethrower at him. So, funny scene. Okay. So, I've got one more... Uh, or actually, a couple quick more questions about this episode, The Child. Which was, in that episode, he pulls no punches. Talking about Din. How This is a multiple choice. How many Jawas died in that episode? A, 8. B, 12. C, 5. Or D, 42. B. B for 12? Yeah. This is Star Wars, and nobody's really ever dead. (laughs) Oh! Or my, e, se- my e, none of the above. My second answer was forty-two because it's the answer to life and everything according to the Hitchhiker's Guide <gasps> to the Galaxy. I'm so glad you caught oh, that. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I'm sorry, life, that, universe, all and everything. Right. Yeah. Nerd alert. You are. It's man. not. It's not the right answer, but I did throw that in there just because of that actually. So, <laughs> DB with the nerd point for the episode. Yes. So okay, he ends up killing. A total of C, five Jawas. And three of them are disintegrated at the site of the Razor Crest. And two are thrown off the Sandcrawler. Off the side of the Sandcrawler, yeah. And I want to point something out to you guys, which I know you guys will be looking up later. There is a wiki that lists the deaths. Oh my god! Episode by episode. No, episode by episode. It lists all the deaths in... Mando, and I'm sure it does other shows as well, but I was looking up Mando in particular. In that episode, he had a total of seven kills. Um, in episode one, 38 kills, according to this. Then, but uh, the episode with the highest body count um, was, I think I want to say... It might have been three or four. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? This is so awesome. Though, oh, the finale. It was the finale episode. Uh, 89 deaths. Confirmed. In that episode. Yes. Confirmed. So, but it's also counting, uh, that one is also counting the stormtroopers that were blown up by AG-11 when he blows himself up. Okay end of the tunnel but um yeah list of deaths in mando episodes is what it is but um yeah this that one had so awesome yes and i could share the it's uh list of deaths dot fandom dot com <laughs> this is where has this been my whole life i know right totally so okay bonus question for episode two the child and actually, this won't really be a question because you're not going to get it. Yeah, but little deep dive. So the Mudhorn, which was in this episode when he was looking for the sugar, was the sugar um, was modeled after a real creature from prehistoric times, and it was modeled after the Alasamothrum, or otherwise known as the woolly rhino. Or the Siberian unicorn. And it was a creature that lived, it was discovered, first discovered in 1809. They thought it existed in Eastern Europe to parts of China. 
and lived from about 2 million years ago to 39,000 years ago. And it did have a really big horn like it does in the show, not like what a rhino has. So I thought that was kind of cool. Cool little little tidbit. Okay, we're going to jump forward to Chapter 6, The Prisoner, the Prison Break episode. And I've got a few questions. First one's going to start with an audio clip. So uh, it features... Uh, it features the gang that is put together for this heist. I wonder what you look like under there. Maybe he's a Gungan. Is that why you so don't want to show your face? <laughs> you ever seen his face? A lady never tells. Oh, come on, Mando. We all got to trust each other here. You got to show us something. Come on, just lift the helmet up. Come on. Let's all see your eyes. Okay, so that was the character of Mayfield, who in season two gets more character development, some people would say, than most of the characters in the sequel trilogy. (laughs) But staying back on this episode, Mayfield is kind of the operational head of the operation when they do the prison break. What famous comedian, Boston comedian, plays Mayfield? Bill Burr. Correct. I'm sorry. Was so, that a multiple choice? I keep no, no, no. I would have said. I would have said there was a multiple choice. No, Bill Burr is correct. So, who also at one time, prior to him being a Mandalorian, said he had never watched any Star Wars and didn't care about Star Wars. So it was kind of funny to see him in Star Wars and then have a great. I think for what Mayfield's been in, we need more Mayfield personally. But yeah, yeah. I bet he cares now. He's got his own action figure. I know, right? So, okay. So next question. This is a multiple choice. Part of that crew was Zero the droid. Okay. And what I'm looking... This is a multiple choice. We're looking for the performance artist, not the voice actor, but the performance artist who played Zero. A, Chris Bartlett. B, Casey Jones. C, Anthony Daniels. Or D, J.J. Dashnoff. C. C. Anthony Daniels. Oh, we always go with C, right? I'll go with a different answer. I'll go with Chris Bartlett. Chris Bartlett is the correct answer. So Chris Bartlett has been in a ton of performance artists. He's one of my favorite performance artists in the Star Wars universe. He was the, I believe, the teacher droid in the classroom scene in Mando Mm -hmm. when uh, when he steals when he steals the macaroons. He is uh, in Mando 2.5, which is the Boba Fett episodes. There is the famous scene, the one shot scene that after he kills the Quatoonian, he walks through, gets on the elevator, gets off the elevator, talks to the person that's buying the head, negotiates with him, goes back into the elevator and then out. And the person that was on the elevator, there was an alien there that they don't say anything. They're just kind of looking at Mando and he's like, what? And, they tur- quickly turn. That was also Chris Bartlett. He's been in a ton of stuff. One of my favorite guys. There's an awesome, um, our buddy um, Talking Bay ninety four has a great interview with him. Uh, learned his whole. He was just into cosplay, and got discovered by Lucasfilm. And something you may or may not know about him is he is an official C three PO stand in at 
Lucasfilm Disney events for Anthony Daniels C-3P. So, you know, that's if... probably why I knew the name because that was mm -hmm. actually a stab in the dark for me. So. Yeah. Um, and then Casey Jones was Chrysanthemum. Yep. Um, and then JJ Dashna is in the stunt team. And uh, he, I think, might have. I could be wrong, but he might have played the uh, deputy to the sexiest man in Star Wars, Timothy Oliphant's uh, <laughs> Cobb Vanth. And who I got shot? By, I can't argue with that. Uh, who got shot? Um, and I, I just need to say, he might be the sexiest man in Star Wars now, but the Brown Squadron show has not aired yet. Woo! That's right. Absolutely. <gasps> we'll have to do an episode. If we were a show on Disney Plus, who would play us? Oh. Yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, okay, I already okay. know. So, all right. So the, <laughs> yes, actually, we do know, don't we? <laughs> we joke about it all the time all right so <laughs> i wasn't even thinking that person <laughs> right right so the next question we're on to number 10 this is a audio uh clip from the prisoner episode stop just stop right there you put down your blasters right now nice shoes Thunderblasters. Matches his belt. <laughs> there were only supposed to be droids on this ship. Okay, so the person that's telling them to put down their blasters is a Republic officer, the only person alive uh, in terms of the New Republic crew on that prison ship. That was the first on-screen appearance for a well-known voice actor from Star Wars Animation. This is a multiple-choice question. Who is that actor a ashley Eckstein, b james arnold taylor c d bradley baker or d matt lander matt lander matt lander correct and what voice did he what's his most famous voice in animation anakin anakin right all right come on so... scruffy we met him <laughs> All right, yeah, so this yeah. next one is also a soundbite. This is from the end of the Prisoner episode. Uh, so we are going to talk about the three characters that talk in this short clip. Yeah, I got a clear signal on the tracking beacon. Copy that. X-Wings. Yep. That's definitely a tracking beacon. Looks like they're launching a gunship. Copy. Going in. Okay, so in that scene, you have Mando just dropped off the prison heist crew, or what's what he, who he didn't lock up on the prisoner ship. They think they're getting the better on Mando because they're going to launch a gunship after him to kill him. Meanwhile, what they don't realize at first is that he planted the New Republic emergency transmitter on the Twi'lek that they rescued and three X-Wings jump into system as he's leaving. Those three X-Wing pilots are three of the directors from Mando, from the Mando series. Who, this is not multiple choice, who were those three directors? That one guy, that other dude, and that lady. <laughs> uh, oh, very nice answer. So the three of them 
have also had cameos later on in the show, including in season three where they were sitting in the cantina. Yes. On... Um, mm-hmm. Nancy? No, not Nancy. Um... One of them went on to become the showrunner for Old Ben. Deborah Chow. Deborah yep. Chow, yes. Dave Filoni. Uh, Correct. So we know the, the cowboy actor, Dave Filoni. Was the other one yep. uh, Rick Famuyiwa? Yes. Okay. And as a bonus, do you know their call signs? Nope. Trapper Wolf. Correct. That's all I got. Trapper Wolf. <laughs> That's why. <fine. laughs> <laughs> so Trapper Wolf obviously have to have something with a wolf if it's going to be Filoni, right? Yep. Yes. Deborah Chow is Sash Ketter. And Rick is Jib Dodger, which is a play on the fact that a jib is part of production equipment on a in a filming situation. So you you sometimes have to dodge the jib. This driver kind of sounds like droid bait to me. So. It does kind of, doesn't right. it? Just saying. Let's let's just pretend he was named after me. Right, right. Okay. There you go. That makes you happy. All right. Final question before we... Well, next to last final question, which is also another audio clip. And then the final final question after that is, what was your favorite episode of season one? But before that, we're going to do this final regular question. It's not a multiple choice. Just listen to the audio clip. Look outside. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? I see nothing but death and chaos. I would like to see the baby. <laughs> All right. See the baby. That is the client. Who was the client played by? Werner Herzog. Very good. So, hey, you were right on that one. He is. Yep. So because that, that is one is, creepy dude, man. I know, right? It is extremely creepy. The voice, and it's creepy. funny because you know I want to see the baby has become such a meme. But when I was going back and and pulling that audio clip, I had forgotten about that real serious part, and it just explains even more why that's become such a meme. Because he has this whole serious part about looking outside and the world is wasted. I want to see the. I baby. want to see the baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, um, okay, so there's some, some quiz questions on uh, Mando Season 1. I hope you enjoyed that. And to wrap this up, what was your favorite episode of Season 1? Still Episode 1. Within the first two minutes, they cut a man in half with a door. That was awesome. And I think that was the first serious, gratuitous violence and death in Star Wars. Yeah, I think we were mm -hmm. all kind of shocked at how yeah. grotesque that was it was mm -hmm. awesome i i gotta say brown leader i'm disappointed your quiz had no questions about clancy brown mm. true it was in the prisoner episode yes he was the deveronian um and and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go weird here i think the prisoner <laughs> oh, you're gonna go weird i here. know no, no. the the prisoner was probably my favorite episode because it was almost 80s horror camp true you know yeah. there was a lot of suspense and a lot of just oh come on you know he's around the corner kind of aspect to that episode right right i so, cannot argue with that a lot of the actors in it were cameos too 
uh, in that episode. A lot of uh, well-known, established people. Oh, now you're going to bring up Clancy Brown? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But besides Clancy Brown, I mean, it was just the female Twi'lek was from Harry Potter. Um, You know, I mean, the uh, guy that sent him on the mission, that owned that little space station, he Mm -hmm. was the... uh, Was he the first victim of Batman in The Dark Knight? He was a corrupt police detective. And... Yeah, I mean, they're all well-known. And then, of course, Matt Latner. But yeah, yeah. Uh, My episode, uh, my favorite would have to be number two. So, The Child. And why? um, The Mudhorn scene. I knew it. Yeah, I I just, I I can't get it out of my head. That, That just, that was the pivotal point for Mando, you know. And, and was that not the first uh, Star Wars related thing you put on your car ever? Yes, yes. The mud, your, the mud, mud horn on the fire fence. The clan, the clan of two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what? We need to change your call sign from the Senate to Mudhorn. Mudhorn. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll go with Mudhorn. I love that. <laughs> yep, that's what it is now. There we go. All right, Mudhorn. Mudhorn. I I proudly wear that. So, okay. Uh, so that is kind of a recap of four years of Disney Plus, uh, including our quiz. And uh, if you guys want to, I guess we'll just go into uh, the next segment, uh, which is Collection Corner. Nothing. I got and nothing. What, what, and why is that, Scruffy? Well, because somebody <laughs> left the house a couple of days ago without a wallet. So new comic book day was a no-go. <laughs> think of how much money you saved just by forgetting your wallet. Five bucks. Know, right? Five bucks times how many issues? Just one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, how am I supposed to make fun of you if you didn't buy any comics? I know, right? I kept threatening that I would uh, swing by and I'd get out of work early and go swing by and pick up his order. Just... Uh, I'm still waiting for that order to be delivered on my desk. I know. Oh, I was going to go in and ask for uh, the order for the uh, comics being held for Patrick. (laughs) For the record, Patrick is not Scruffy's real name. No. (laughs) But hey. But they think it is at the comic book store. (laughs) And I'm just going to let them keep thinking that. Yeah. DB, what what you got? You know, I, I'm on a spending moratorium, and I have been very resistant because the IC's had some great sales lately. Uh, but Amazon got me just this morning. Oh yes! Did you see what they had? No, I have no, I have. They not had a lightning deal on the White Vader, oh. the inf- the Infinity's Vader. Is is it still there? I, I don't know, because I hit buy now and and walked away before I could change my mind. My word. Um. Under hey, today's since deals? this will all be edited out, let's take a look. Under under today's deals. It was a lightning deal, so let me see. For our listeners, uh, Scruffy's in an absolute panic right now and is trying to find... Oh, okay, so, yeah, 20 bucks. Yeah. 21 bucks. Oh, yeah, it's 25 now. 
I still show 20. Oh, then order it, because that's what I paid. I don't know if I want to justify it for 20. Brown Leader, you're going to have to do some serious editing to this part. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else, DB? Well, I am I am still mulling over another special from another retailer who has the uh, the Jazzwares Micro Galaxy uh, ATAT on, on a pretty good sale today. I just have to be able to justify it to my mortgage. So... Mm. Because I can't just buy mm -hmm. one, I have to buy an entire, you know, attack mm -hmm. fleet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain, bro. If, I, if I'm going to do a Hoth diorama, I've got to have five walkers, you know? So, just saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel your pain, I, bro. So I post, speaking of walkers, I posted a fan film, I think, to the My Star Wars group page a couple days ago that was pretty cool. It was a uh, the last remaining rebel on hoth and it wasn't too bad for a fan film definitely check that out all right we'll check that out as soon as we get i done. think that's the same group that's made several of them that are pretty good right yeah yeah it was a cool little short um uh very cool anything else db no because i am on that spending moratorium and and you know what um i'm going to use the force and you're all going to forget that i actually purchased the the white infinities vader <laughs> I bought nothing. Waves bought nothing. End. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so over to me. So uh, one quick thing I want to mention: the uh, we had the passing of an artist in the Star Wars universe was announced. Uh, I think late yesterday, uh, Roger Castell, who did the uh, what I think is one of the most iconic. Uh, Star Wars posters. He did uh, the M classic Empire. Oh, the Gone poster. with the Wind kind of poster. Yes. Oh. And uh, he recently passed away, so we, you know, we had a loss to the community there. So. Oh, I'm uh, sad now. Yeah, yes, very you know, much. Prayers for his family, but he gave us an iconic piece of art, so we'll always be. Yes, he did. Grateful for that. Um. So, nothing from the thrift store this week, but Mrs. Uh, Brown Leader. Uh, oh, maybe I'll start calling her Mrs. Mudhorn. Um, you know, yeah, you, that you might not ahead. work Let out. Let me know how that works out for you, bro. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I would call her that tomorrow when I saw her, but uh, now she would uh, beat me to death just to be a mess. So, so, it actually, I think it was the second thing I put on the car, because I think I got the custom plate frame first, the the uh, Firefinch. Oh, the Firefinch, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right, you did. So, when I got that Mudhorn sticker, and, and on, on my Toyota, there's a little mini window, like, right behind the side mirror. And that's where I put it. Perfect place for it, really. And I can kind of see it from the inside, and it's kind of in a shouldery kind of pauldron area of the car in a way, you know. So it, it works. And it's gray. It's nice. Um, a a, kind of a matte metallic finish. And the first time, uh, usually Mrs. Brown Leader doesn't pay attention to stuff like that. And the first time she saw it, we were driving somewhere. And, oh, the look I got. And she's like... <laughs> what is that and i'm like what what are you talking about that and i'm like what are you talking about that 
thing on the window. <laughs> I mean, she's never seen See, a Mudhorn logo. She wouldn't know what it is. That surprises me just a little bit because it's very inconspicuous. Yeah, exactly. This is Scruffy rode around with the Motley Crew logo on the back of my car in the middle of the window in bright red letters. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that was actually, uh, but uh, she got me. So today, she, or a couple days ago, she came home and she got me a strip of stickers. Uh, <laughs> uh, Baby Yoda, Grogu yes. stickers. Um, they're going to go on the wall behind me, actually. Uh, I think, and that was actually her idea. And then it was really funny. It wasn't anything she gave me, but we have like a little um, half circle table uh, at the top of the stairs, and she has some little uh, keepsakes and things down on the bottom shelf of it. And went up there last night, and she had, you know, we keep little things under, uh, uh, you know, little those little decorative like mini rugs and things or whatever pieces of doilies or whatever under some of the knickknacks, you know. And there was a Grogu bandana under some of the items. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So kudos to her on that. And then it was actually her suggestion to do the quiz today. So we can thank her for me putting the, the quiz together and the sound bites. And um, she, uh, yeah. And uh, the last thing I have is... I haven't opened this yet. I had an envelope in the mailbox before airing tonight, and it's addressed to Brown Leader yeah. and my house. Oh, <laughs> um, and epic. Yeah, so I'm going to open it for the first time. I have a feeling I know what it is. So a while back, and I had done a TikTok on this in social media, we got those new water bottles at work, and I decided to start decorating mine with oh yes podcast stickers and logos and things that you know we're associated with. I've got ICC on there and everything. And I had put a call out on social, and I said, hey, friends of the show, send me your stickers. I'll put them on the water bottle. And opening this now, that's what it is. Oh, so yeah, that's awesome. the Force Dyad, which are some friends of ours, we met them. Uh, we're still trying to, we're going to organize a, a joint episode here sometime in the future. Um, some good guys. And uh, there's a letter with this. And let's see what the letter says. Uh, to Brown Leader and the HHP team, thanks for supporting and following the show and for the banter across the Hollow channels. Hopefully we run into each other at some of the local cons in 24 and maybe we can record together in the future. May the force be with you, Obi Sean from the Force oh, Diet. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, definitely going to be putting one of those on the uh, water bottle here pretty soon. And I know I've got a few others that should be coming from a couple different other shows pretty soon, and we'll we'll announce those when we get them. Awesome. So, yeah. So, all right. Well, that's Collection Corner, and I think with that. Uh, we should probably wrap up, right? Uh, no. Uh, Star Wars news. Okay. Timothy Zahn backs Thrawn's motivations in Ahsoka and shows interest in writing more novels. Ooh. That would be awesome. There's definitely uh, this, a lot there. Yes, this just came out November 6th uh, on Star Wars, uh, Star Wars News Net. So there could be a possibility of some future uh, Thrawn um, books. That's cool. I'd be uh, down with that. I've read them all so far. I would be very excited about that, yes. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, he, th this whole Grisk thing that he's created is there's a lot of potential there. So. So I just wanted to throw that out there real quick before we sign off today and give a uh, give us some hope there. Yeah. Um, as long as we're talking Star Wars news, uh, get your thoughts on this. So it's been posted on a couple different places, uh, one of them being the Bestman Bulletin, which is fairly reliable. And uh, supposedly, Pedro will not be uh, appearing at all uh, in Season 4 of Mando um, so that he can work on other projects, including Gladiator 2, The Last of Us, and the big rumor about him right now is that he has been signed as Reed Richards for the Fantastic Four. I did see that today. In the Marvel Universe. So, um, Thoughts on him not appearing in Season 4 like he did not appear in Season 3? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we never see his face anyway. Right. And I really don't... I really don't ever want to uh, do the go there again. I want that uh, the helmet to stay on all the time. Mm -hmm. But you know, I do worry about uh, you know the the mannerisms, the way he walks, the way he he moves. Uh, you know, sometimes that just can't be replicated with a different actor. Mm -hmm. So we know it wasn't. We know he wasn't in the suit at all in season three, from what we understand. He was just doing the voiceover work. And I think Brendan Wayne was the primary suit wear mm -hmm. for the majority of the scenes from what we uh, know about season three. What did you think about the physical performance in that? I think it was very good. Uh, you know, I just, I, I don't want to see him get into that habit where they can just throw anybody in the suit to make, to do the role. If they stick with that continuity, uh, you know, I think it'll go fine. Like yeah. Timothy, Olf Timothy Olfant is a perfect uh, example he has a swagger, a way of walking, a way of standing that is just oh, unique yes, that cannot be replicated with somebody else. Right. You know, I think Pedro and Brendan Wayne, and there was another gentleman that did some Latif of the... Crowder. Latif. I couldn't remember his name. I think the three of them have worked together enough that they've created this composite character. Disney could pull it off. You know, and Pedro mm -hmm. can come in and record the voiceovers and whatnot, um, which, you know, is kind of the beauty of having a masked character. Mm -hmm. um, is it fooling the public? Sure. Mm -hmm. Do I care? No. Yeah. I'm right there with both of you guys. I think as long as the physical performance doesn't... That was one of the things I've raved about since season one, was just the physical performance and how much emotion you got from a helmet-wearing, faceless... Mm -hmm character yeah. and just how much he imparted so and yeah if they only have pedro doing voiceover i don't care and how many different people have played vader in the suit exactly you yes. know exactly um and, and i'll even give this to Yunus suotamo who worked pretty extensively with peter mayhew to try to replicate the chewbacca mannerisms mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it's fine so cool all right well, anything else before we uh, we get out of here? If you haven't uh, checked out, let's see, uh, by the time this airs, um, yeah, we will still be on E for Ewok as the latest uh, Wooks Up Sup. No, that's Wooks Up. The Wooks, Wooks Up Sup, Sup yeah, is sorry. coming. Uh, coming ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. uh -huh. 
So, yeah. yeah so, actually, so a couple days after this episode airs, listen for F. Scruffy is going to do F is for, and we're going to, you're going to have to wait to find out. So, uh, it's a stellar episode. Uh, <laughs> I already know it's F'd up. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, both of you. Thank, okay. okay. Thank you, DB, for not letting me down. Uh huh. All right. I appreciate that. Pain so. is on the way. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, wait till mm-hmm. I record the next one. Right, 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 right. That's yeah. gonna be so long and painful. So, um, I, I, you know, collection corner too. While I was, um, oh, that's awesome. While I was editing and maybe doing some other things related to some Wooks up episodes, um, <laughs> I was building some of the star, the little mini kits, Star Wars Legos, so Mando, and the Razor Crest. And then the man. Well, I think you gotta uh, post some of those pictures on social for us. Yeah, and the minifig in it is uh, old man Boba. So yeah, it's pretty dope. I'm pretty happy with it. But um, yeah, it anything else? Uh, anything else before we get out of here, guys? Nope. All right. Yeah, we've um, wasted yeah. enough time. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you check out our other series, Wooks Up, where we go on solo missions and read from Wikipedia. Uh, like I said, we uh, Scruffy uh, F's, F's up F in the next episode following <laughs> this one, and we're just going to continue to go down the trail. Um, but it's fun. I know I'm learning some things. I think you guys are too as we're deep diving into oh, some I'm, I'm learning something. All right. Some things. <laughs> what okay <laughs> all right uh well then uh, if there's nothing else uh then we'll get out of here tonight guys and uh if you'd like to get a hold of hyperspace heroes and brown squadron you know listen to the outro all the ways to get a hold of us are there email us dm us on the socials it's all good so all right with that we're gonna get out of here tonight guys this is brown leader signing off for the crew and you have been listening to hyperspace heroes that's, That's no, no moon. moon. Hyperspace Heroes podcast can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and most other podcast services. If we are not on your service of choice, let us know. To leave your five-star review, just click on the review button on your podcast service of choice and praise us to the maximum character limit available. To contact the show to comment, ask a question, suggest a conversation topic, or just to tell us how handsome we are, you can send us a DM on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You can also email us at brownsquadron at gmail.com. Star Wars, its characters, shows, movies, books, etc. You get it. Our properties of Lucasfilm and Disney. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast has no affiliation with Lucasfilm and Disney, although we would very much like to.
Hyperspace Heroes podcast comments and opinions are ours alone and the show is for entertainment purposes only. This is so we cannot be held liable when we say something dumb. The if you're still listening at this point, we would like to say thank you for joining us on this exposition into a galaxy far, far away, and we appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you'll share the show with other fans and that you'll tune in again for the next episode. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast, The Legend of Brown Squadron. That's no moon! Sorry, he burped. Was it good for you?